Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast here on the Soccer Americanista. I'm your host today, Dylan, aka Cowboy Dan. Ivan not available tonight. He is sick. Asked me to take over, which thank God we're getting a break from him this week with him flexing with his AirPods, True. which we don't need right now. <laughs> so, anyways, let me introduce the, my co-host today, Christian Osendo. Christian, how you doing? Doing pretty good, man. How how are you today? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for asking. Thanks for being on today. And uh, returning with us, Gadi Torres. Gadi, how you doing? Hey, guys. I'm doing good. Welcome to be back. Happy to be back. Not welcome. Sorry. Happy to be back. Um, and hopefully Ivan gets better. So, like he's doing. Well, we thank you, Gadi, for coming back. We thank you all who are in the chat joining us here tonight as we get ready to talk about the Mexico-Canada game. Obviously, we weren't able to really to come back and recap that one and preview the Martinique game either. So we're going to be recapping both of those games, uh, diving into some questions and, you know, talking a little bit about the Uriel Antuna hype, you know, whether if, if he's overhyped, whether he's getting just enough praise for his performances so far in the Gold Cup, or if it's just not enough, and we'll ask um, our two panelists that too. And also, obviously, previewing the Costa Rica game coming up Saturday and maybe a couple other topics too if time lost. So y'all ready to dive into this? Sí, señor. Vamos. <clears throat> I'm awesome, guys. Awesome. Let's go. Well, obviously, a 3-1 win for Mexico against Canada in a game which people really, really saw this one as a real test for Tata Martino and his side, especially whenever it comes to CONCACAF opponents. And, you know, obviously, you know, a test, you know, seeing more of a, pe- of a team that has a, a system down and situated um, with their teams. So, um, Christian, I'm going to throw it to you first. What do you think overall? 90 minutes past the game, the final whistle blows. What are your thoughts on this game overall? Uh, I think Mexico handled this game well, uh, just how they needed to. We kind of expected Canada to play the way they did, and I think Mexico did a great job handling them and handling uh, handling the situation. So overall, I think it was a good win for us. Okay. Uh, Gadi, what about you? Um, well, I guess a 3-1. So I said Mexico win 3-1. So who whooped to me? Congrats. I got it right. Thanks. Um, I think we all knew it was going to be a different rival. I think Cuba wasn't a rival. Um, so looking at Canada, I thought they were going to be a little bit more composed. Um, so all in all, another win for Mexico, they're still undefeated and have scored through more game, through more goals in each game. So something positive to that. Okay. And, you know, you know, going back, you know, I'm going to read down the lineup here real quick. Uh, obviously Ochoa and goal, Arajo, um, Gadi's boy, Reyes, uh, Chaka, Edson, uh, Piojo Alvarado, Antuna, uh, Jonah Gallardo, uh, Guti and Jimenez, you know, you know, it was pretty, pretty good lineup still. I mean, you know, obviously the midfield options were still there. You know, the midfield was still pretty good in this, in this game, you know, 68 position overall for the team. And, you know, coming out, you know, <clears throat> this team was, would you say guns are blazing too, you know, especially in the first, what about maybe 20, 30 minutes too. It just seemed like it was all Mexico at that point. Christian. Yeah. <clears throat> no, no. Yeah. Yeah. You say it perfectly. But like I said earlier, that's how everyone predicted it would be. You know, we would, we predicted that Mexico would have, you know, possession of the ball, you know, kind of play play the game to our style, and that's what we did. And ultimately, that that helped us uh, get this uh, get this victory. A lot of people were, were skeptical about that midfield and uh, and Guti and Jonathan Santos playing a little bit of rotation there, but uh, I think it was great to get everyone involved, and it showed uh, a couple episodes uh, a couple episodes ago. Me and Kari said that um, you know, Tata has a system in play, and you know, you saw. Jonathan come in and um and Guti come in and it looked normal. It looked like you know they kept playing the same style, uh the same system that Tata wanted them to play. And I thought that was another positive for us. Okay, Gadi, you have any com- any comments on that? Um, no, I feel like um, I think it was sad that Guti left because I think Guti you know, has been kind of struggling. So him coming off with an injury uh, definitely questioned how the midfield was going to go. Um, in regards to Gio or Jonah, Jonah, you know, over Gio, and I think Jonah has been slowly um, stepping it up. And I th- you think he's a great player to help in the midfield. Um, so, yeah, I mean, defensively, I you know, I don't like Reyes. So, you know, it is what it is there. <laughs> Well, you know that guy, but you know, 
your vendetta is still is still coming out of the layers, but you know that's okay. I think that's a different topic for you. <laughs> but you know, um, <clears throat> obviously, you know, just uh, Guthi comes out. You know, other other than that fact, you know, just you, you said, you know, he's been struggling. So, you, so you know, how important was this game for him, really? You know, but you know, it just sucks. It sucks that he comes out, but you know, he really needed this game. Um, obviously, on the desk while other coming in, you know, making a huge difference. Um, you know, going back, uh, you know, did, did, did we see any kind of like frustration, you know, seeing this team, you know, some because obviously this team had chances, you know, it took 40 minutes to finally put one in the back of the net. Uh, whenever Piojo Adorado scored his, you know, um, you know, after that building up and seeing him find the back of the net, you know, um, you just kind of have this sigh of relief. No, anybody? Um, I feel like it. I think, you know, we were obviously we weren't expecting like a goal, goal, goal after a while. I think all in all, we liked how the system is being implemented um, statistically wise, like the game by game. Um, so I wasn't frustrating about it because as long as, you know, we were playing good and all. And after um, we got the goal and then, you know, Guardado scored and then Canada scored on us and we definitely responded back with another goal. I think it was just a good game. Um, for my for my friends over there, let me let me just quickly do it in Spanish. Um, creo que fue muy importante el ingreso de Andrés Guardado. Um, como salió Guti lesionado, necesitamos alguien que um, un líder, un líder en la cancha. Y eso fue lo que hizo Andrés Guardado. Um, después del piojo de Alvarado, en regresó Guardado con un gol. Um, Canadá, Canadá metió gol y México respondió. Entonces creo que es lo que queríamos ver, que un México que respondiera um, con un gol. So I believe um, it was just good. Just good to see Mexico, all in all. Now, really, obviously, you know, one thing that I think we said last podcast too is, you know, I think Canada's going to try to go off off the counter, you know, sit back a little bit, go off the counter. And I think it kind of showed us about like, uh, somebody Craig Mahomes was almost like a five-four-one formation kind of when they first came out. Um, and so you know, very important for Mexico to really, you know, to be creative, especially in that final third, especially with the midfield too. Um, and I think that's what you—that's what you saw with this team. Obviously, like you said, <clears throat> you know, Canada, Canada uh, get their goal, or respond right back on the squad. Although um, getting his brace that game, um, another good result for Mexico. Obviously, as they continue their run of form in the group stage. Um, is there anything else anybody else wants to add on to this game before we move on? Yeah, um, I think this game kind of showcased our defensive flaws and it showed even more in, in our match against uh, Martinique. But uh, I think this is something that Tata needs to, needs to start addressing because in every single game besides the Cuba game, we've gotten scored on, whether it be from a defensive lapse or a defensive error, there's still there's still uh, goals that we're letting in. And once we start playing, you know, tougher competition down the road, you know, it, it can it can cause a problem for us. The, only, the, the positive thing I will say, though, is that we keep scoring, and that's overall important for us because we know that in any given moment, any player can score, and that's always a positive in, uh, in a team-based game. So that's that. Gaddy, anything else? No, I think, um, you know, to me, it's Copa Oro. I don't really see it as very challenging. So as long as we play well, um, in regards to under the Tata Era and how we're looking forward to, you know, to another World Cup, then I think it's fine. Um, so, mientras juguemos bien todos los partidos, implementamos el sistema de Tata, um, creo que nos va a ir muy bien. So, muy buen resultado contra Canadá. Y ahora, uh, y después enfrentamos a Martinique. So, next we got Martinique, correct? Yes. This past and game. So, yeah. And so, um, obviously, though, before we kind of go on, I kind of want to touch on this, you know, obviously, Arajo with the mistake, you know, one of your defenders that you never see a mistake from, you know, you know uh, do you think this hurts them? His confidence going into the, now, now into the knockout stage? No, Anybody? no, I don't think so. I would think I think it's just a just an error, but you know that's something we have to minimize. You know, it's yeah, it was just Canada, but like you know, like I said, a tougher competition down the road. You know, maybe maybe they get momentum off of that, and thankfully for us, we we killed that momentum right away. Two minutes later, with the with with the Guardado goal. So, you know, if it, if it weren't for that goal, who knows what Canada would have done. So, you know, we got we to gotta find a way to minimize those errors. Gary? Yeah, I think um, lo de Néstor Rajoy wasn't, like, I was puzzled because I think he was puzzled by the error he did. Um, I would expect it from any other person except for him. So, 
I mean, it happens. It is what it is. Um, but I think, like Christian said, we responded well with the goal. Um, lo de Nesar Araujo, claro que fue un error. Uh, que a mí me, me quedó como, ¿por qué pudo hacer ese error? Pero le pasa a todo el mundo. Es Copa Oro, no es un torneo súper grave que tengamos que matar. Pero respondimos bien. Sí, I think Cari wanted to do this to make the mistakes. So he didn't get the food out of the lineup. <laughs> But nevertheless, you know, a good a good uh, overall win for Mexico against Canada. Obviously, the one defensive error to give Canada the the one goal, and I think um, argue, arguably too, if it wasn't for that mistake, I think it's a clean sheet uh, for the whole game. You know, uh, would have been possibly three zero, but ended up being three one. Good result as we head in, into the Martinique game too. Um, obviously, a three two win for Mexico. Um, Gary, I'm gonna throw it to you first. Give me your thoughts. You know, after 90 minutes, the whistle blows. What are you thinking? I'm thinking this game shouldn't have gone like this, but I applaud for what Martinique did because I think we underestimated them, and I include myself in it. I think we really underestimated them, and they responded well. I think we ran into a, an opponent that definitely played us well, and I thought at one point that we were going to get tied up, honestly. I mean, that free kick was amazing. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, what a golazo. Um, so, creo que este partido fue interesante porque yo pensaba que Martinique no iba a hacer nada. Dije, oh, México los va a golear. ¿verdad? Como en 1993, México goleó a Martinique 9-0. Dije, así como anda la Copa Oro, pensé que lo iban a, a golear otra vez, unos 5-0, 4-0. Um, pero Martinique jugó bien, respondió bien. Uh, México jugó bien con la presión de Martinique. Um, y con un golazo de tiro libre como, como hizo Martinique podemos esperar de todo, o sea un error también de Orozco que pienso que um, era su arco, pudo hacer algo pero al final uh, México ganó, so I mean, that free kick you know, you kind of, could we blame Orozco could we not, you know, it was his side like, it was kind of a difficult one but I mean, I think you really question, you know, why didn't Ochoa start? But again, we probably underestimated them. So, yeah. si hubiera empezado Ochoa, pensaríamos si lo pararía, ¿verdad? So, um, pero bien resultado, México uh, metió tres goles. So, es lo que es, no, nos ha estado acostumbrando México que mete tres goles o más en todos los partidos, um, which is what Mexico has been doing, scoring at least three goals um, or more in each game. So, I think on that aspect, it's good. Christian? Um, when I first saw this group and I saw who we were going to play, I did not think that Martinique was going to be our, you know, our toughest opponent. And here we are. This is the most difficult match of the, of the group. And, you know, I, I don't know what to say, to be honest. It's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit weird only because we, we dominated the match, but with the, with the, with the three or four chances that they had, they almost, you know, they almost, uh, almost draw the match, do the match. And that, again, raises the question, you know, what is Tata going to do with his defense? You know, it doesn't matter who you have in there. You know, they're still making the same mistakes. Cesar Montes with that, with that to give them, them the, the free kick that tied the match 1-1. And then the the, the, the corner kick. Who, who was marking that guy? He was, he was wide open. And, you know, these are questions that need to be answered and answered fast because – You know, uh, Costa Rica's not playing that well, but they're another team that, you know, you give them a chance or two and they, they can't capitalize. So, you know, this game was just a whole defensive mess. And I, the only positive, I guess, that, you know, we, we keep scoring um, and Antuna keeps, uh, keeps his form. But that's about it, though. Other than that, those defensive errors are going to cost us down the road if we don't fix them right away. Right. Definitely definitely agree with you, too. You know, um, definitely, I, I think, a kind of a wake-up call for this team, too. Um, you know, Martinique, not one to to expect, you know, to come out and play like that, but props to them, like Gadi said. Um, I'm going to go down the lineup again real quick for this game. It was Orozco in goal, uh, Montes, Gadi's, uh, one of Gadi's favorite, Navarro, Salcedo, Alvarez, uh, Piojo Alvarado, Antuna, Gallardo, uh, Guardado, uh, Charlie Rodriguez, and Raul Jimenez. Um, so, you know, one of, the, one of the things, too, Gadi stated whenever she was talking about, about uh, after 90 Minutes Blues, you know, and one question I wants to bring up, too, is like, Like, what makes you think that um, Tata didn't start uh, Memo? Was it for rest? You ready for the knockout stages? Do you think maybe Tata, too, was just, you know, underestimated them a little bit? Or what, what, are, your, some, what are some of your thoughts, Christian? I think it's that second one. I think, you know, Tata kind of wanted to, you know, lay, lay low a little bit. 
and give Orozco the start just because. Uh, was it the right choice? I don't know, to be honest. But um, I, we know that Tata likes goalies that, that play with their uh, with their feet, and Orozco is definitely one of those. Maybe he wanted to give him a few minutes to see, you know, down the road what can happen. Um, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't have a problem with it. I just thought Orozco could have done better. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I, I honestly thought um, it was for resting purposes because I thought also um, – What's it called? Jimenez was going to rest. Um, Guardado was going to rest. Um, so I was like, it's a resting game. They know they're going to make it through. Might as well rest for, you know, quarterfinals. But I think I agree with Christian that, you know, I don't have a problem with Orozco. I think he could have done more. Um, so pensé que iban a descansar a Ochoa, a Jimenez, a, a Guardado para este partido porque pensaban que no iba a ser un rival muy grande y le salió um, equivocada la decisión. Pero... Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, going into the game now, obviously, you know, the game, game starts off. Um, obviously, again, I, I really think it's it's Mexico going down the line. Obviously, in 29 minutes in, you know, Antuna scores scores his goal. You know, um, looks like it looks like he kind of makes the makes the defender and beats the keeper near post. Um, you know. 29 minutes in, um, obviously, and then after that, too, you know, you see on Twitter, a lot of people uh, stating, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And I think, to, I think the sense you still give the kid credit where credit's due, and obviously, but then you see some people who are saying, oh, it looks like Antuna has peace out of spot. And I've even seen, I've even seen some people, oh, um, Antuna, and then they're like, Velo who and Tecatico who? And so, you know, um, really, I mean, like, I, I guess kind of straying away from the game a little bit, is this Antuna hype? too much like are, are some people just giving him way too much praise than what's what's due for this his gold cup performance and uh guy you know I, I saw you i saw you a little bit on twitter tweeting about it too so uh, give me some of your thoughts on this on tuna hype um well it was it was gonna be pizarro starting uh which sure. i predicted i i uh, set up the lineup because that's what i heard Navision was gonna uh tweet out the lineup and pizarro was there so i was like oh he's getting a few minutes after his injury um and then Antuna, you know is, is replacing him so a lot of people, that's when a lot of people started saying, oh, you know, Pizarro, Antuna, you know, all that stuff. I think I'm not taking anything away from Antuna. I'm not. But I think it's overhyped. Um, I think the kid has done well. Um, so I'm not taking anything away from that. But I think we have to look at the aspect that it's against Caribbean teams. The goals are against. It's not like if it was Chile. It's not like if it was Argentina. Like, you know, the big, you know, the big teams. It's not. So we have to be realistic and say, yeah, the kid's good, but who are we playing against? How many goals are we scoring? We're not going to see a, him score a hand trick. I'm not saying it can't, be po- it can't be possible, but let's just be realistic, you know. Uh, so I think the kid's good and all, but I just think we're getting a little bit overhyped versus who we're scoring. Um, and I think when I tweeted that something about that, shout out to Rayados 90 was uh, gave out a good thing about Pizarro, how Pizarro stood out whenever we played the friendlies against the Comebol teams. Um, so, you know, obviously Pizarro was the star to start this Copa Oro, but due to some couple of injuries. So I think that's why Tata arrested him. Um, so I think that Antuna thing is getting a little bit overhyped. So if I, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry to the to people who think I'm wrong. I'm just being realistic um so i mean let the kid have his fun he scored a hat trick scored again he he plays well but i think don't get get too carried away put her feet on the ground mm-hmm. Christian? no yeah i completely agree with Gotti. you know this this whole antuna thing is getting a little bit you know overhyped um you know but that that's just mexican media you know Gotti just pointed it out with with pisaro you know pisaro started doing well in friendlies and everyone was like oh my god pisaro's gotta be the next Next star from Mexico, he's in the lead us to, to Qatar gold, you know. So we, we, we gotta relax and we gotta we gotta see what's in front of us. Yes, Antuna's playing spectacular right now. He's in form. Should he should he be starting over Pisado right right now? Currently, yes, maybe just because he's in form and only for that reason. But we also gotta see who he's scoring against. You know, yes, it's Cuba, yes, it's Canada, yes, it's Martinique. You know, they're not the the top caliber teams, you know, put in front, you know. A, a USA or like Ari said, Argentina, Brazil, you know, and then if you can produce the same thing, okay, listen, the hype is yours, correct, you know, take it. But right now, I think Tata, this is where Tata's gonna come in, um, 
in and do his job. And hopefully he talks to Antuna. Listen, listen, kid, you're doing you're doing well. Keep it up, but don't let the hype get to you. Because the minute it does, you know you're gonna you're gonna go straight to the ground, and you know it's gonna be hard for you to get back up. So, you know, enjoy what you're doing now. Keep up the good form, but you know, you know, uh, just just keep your keep your keep your head out of the media because it can be a deceiving thing. And I think no, um, yeah. I, I... Go ahead, go ahead, Dylan. No, no, go go ahead, Cari. Go ahead, sorry. Um, no, go ahead because I totally forgot now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, you know, I I definitely do agree. You know, there, there's no denying denying Antuna his credit where it, where it really needs to be deserved because obviously you know, you know hat trick you know had a pretty good game against Canada and obviously you know had, had a good game against Martinique but you know you go back to the friendlies and got you, you and I remember well too against Ecuador in Arlington you know he he wasn't he wasn't really there I mean he, he had some bright spots like I give him that but like at the end of the day like he wasn't there for the whole time he played on the pitch and so you know Obviously, you know, it, it was down to that that spot, too. You know, it's going to be him or Edson, depending on the Edson situation with his injury. And, you know, he still snuck in after Sanchez left. And, you know, um, he, he filled in that last spot. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, he's having he's having his run of form. He's having he's having a, he's having a good tournament. And so that's what matters at this point. But, you know, just for some people like, you know, oh, he took the side of the spot. Like, no, I mean, you know, obviously, like we'll, we'll, we'll continue on with the game now, too, a little bit. Uh, obviously, he scored his one. You know, halftime comes. It's one one nil at the break. You know, um, and obviously coming to this game. You know, did you expect a little bit more from Mexico? Did you expect a bigger lead at halftime? Anybody? I did. Yeah, okay. I did too. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so. Um, you know, just kind of recapping the first half a little bit. You know, what were some of the problems we saw from Mexico? Because obviously, you know, it, it was it was a pretty dominant half in the first half. Obviously, you know, I think Martinique were kind of doing the same. You know, just kind of sitting back. You know, trying to catch us on the counter. Obviously, you know, we were winning ball possession. Obviously, we, we, we were the we were the ones with the most ball possession. But you know, like, what was what were we missing? Like an X factor. What were we missing? You know, to get one, maybe two more before that before the break. And Christian, I thought that went to you first. Sure. Um, I think it's just, you know, the problem we've been seeing a little bit throughout the tournament is, you know, that final third uh, choice making. You know, we uh, I sound like, uh, you know, flashbacks to all, all of our America podcasts because that's all we talked about with America. You know, yes, they, they create perfectly up to the up to the final third. And then when they get to the final third, they get a little bit confused. And I think we saw a little bit of that um, on Sunday. You know, it was it was good build up play. But, you know, we we still lack that that choice whether to play it at the wing or cross and you know I still see Jimenez a little bit flustered in his position you know he can't he can't seem to get a good shot or a good pass and maybe he's the x factor maybe maybe the plays are supposed to go through him but since he's not you know producing we have to find alternatives and you know that's maybe where the play gets a little bit you know flustered and you know we we start we start not producing as well as we should so I think if we just improved in our final third uh choice making I think we should we just see the game of uh, our yeah the flow of the game much much better. Gotti? Yeah, I think I think second half is where things kind of started getting like kind of messy, and I was like, oh my god, we're we're gonna get tied up. Like, how's this gonna go down with all the social media and stuff? Um, but I I don't know. I, it was just a weird game. I think. I with going with Christian, like Jimenez kind of was kind of off, you know, he had a couple of players that seemed kind of off. Um, and then we saw the, we saw Pizarro Sylvain, we saw Pizarro Antuna on the same, at the same, um, on the same, what's called field, which when I, when I was tweeting out about the whole like Pizarro Antuna, um, someone, I can't, I can't remember his name from the two. I was like, well, why can't we play with both? And then that's exactly what happened. So that was interesting also seeing that um, happen, but I don't know. It's just a really off game. I think maybe it was getting into Mexico's head a little bit. Um, but I mean, if we would have tied it, then things would have definitely been fire in a bad way. Okay. So, you know, kind of mentioned that. So you think these players too had the mindset of going in thinking that they were going to walk over Martinique? Yeah, definitely. And that's bad. You know, you can't, you can't come into, a tournament, you know, underestimating your opponents because you know something like this can happen, and, and it almost happened. Even if it's Copa Oro, which I think we've all pretty, you know, clear, clearly have established that. And me and Christian, you know, the last podcast that we were both on, we said Mexico will go undefeated. Um, so I expect nothing but the best. I have Mexico set on a high, 
you know, standard, like, hey, we have to win every single game. Obviously, yeah, we won, but also kind of like how we play. We can't get, you can't let it get to us. Um, so, I mean, look what saw what happened yet with the Heidi game. Like, you know, it was kind of like everybody was underestimating and look what happened. So now we're facing Costa Rica. And then some people were like, well, if we won, we would have faced Heidi, right? If, if, if Costa, Costa Rica, yeah, mm-hmm. Costa Rica would have won yesterday or tied, we would have been playing Haiti on Saturday. Okay, so then people were saying, "Well, oh, like we were, we're they were kind of upset," and I'm like, "Why are we upset? Like, you know, I don't, you know, I think you gotta respect every team." And I'm like, "If they're thinking, oh, Heidi's the easy, like, why do we want to face them? You know, mm-hmm. I'm glad we're facing Costa Rica. Let's do it. Like, it's 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 just another obstacle. It's just another game. Like." You know, who knows? Maybe first half, uh, Costa Rica will be underestimating. Um, and, you know, they'll they'll be up 1-0 halftime. Then what do we think? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, very, very valid points. Very good points bringing up, too. Especially, um, we'll, we'll just kind of we'll keep that flowing, too, whenever we preview the Costa Rica game and the, for the quarterfinals, too. But, you know, going back into the, going back to the Martinique game a little bit, but, you know, second half, obviously, with C. Pisado come in for Piojo Arrolado. You know, um, obviously, that free kick first, you know, just Golazo, really. You know, Orozco, Orozco not getting to it. You know, you know, I think it's one thing I said, too, you know, you know whether he could have got to it or not. I even, I even test that Ochoa could have got to it. But you know how a fanboy <laughs> for Ochoa Ivan is. So, you know, we'll leave it at that. But, but you know, you know, obviously, Pisado comes in, you know, not even 15 minutes later, you know, already finds an assist and it's the Jimenez, you know, to make it 2-1, you know. So going into it now, you're seeing Pisado play, you know, just kind of what are your thoughts, you know, into that? Because obviously Piojo's been starting this whole – the whole group stage. Now Pisado comes in, makes more of an impact, in my opinion, than Piojo does all three games. And Pisado makes an impact in 15 minutes of the game. You know, give me some of your thoughts on that, Christian. Um, no, I think it was a great choice to take uh, Piojo out. Um, I've said it, I think I said it last podcast that, you know, he was one of the players I was disappointed with because I know his caliber is one of the players I actually like on a, you know, on a personal level. And it was, it was weird and disappointing to see, you know, his, his out of form play. And if Tata thinks that, you know, having Antuna and Pisado on, uh, on the, at the same time will produce better results, then I'm all for it. And I liked what I saw from Pisado um, on that wing. Like we, we, we all saw, you know, he, he has a few minutes, like you just said. So, no, I'm fine. If Pizarro starts over Piojo against Costa Rica on Saturday, I'll be perfectly fine with it. Yeah, I, I'm a like I, I'm a fan of Piojo. I think the youngster has has been doing great, um, especially you know like coming from Liga Mekis, like he's his own person has done personally great. Um, yeah, I think he's been kind of off. Um, to me, if I had you know between, I would choose Pizarro 100. percent I I just love the way he plays on the field, the way he moves on the field, the way he retains the ball. Um, it's really hard to take the ball away from him. His vision, I think he's just uh, so much fun to watch on the field. Yeah. So I think we definitely saw how the Pizarro effect um, came into place. And even just in the friendly games, like I go back again, and even he said it, like, I'm glad, like, you know, someone has the confidence in me. And, you know, I think that just gives him more of a boost. And I will say this again, Pizarro should have went to the last World Cup, but I'm resting that right now. Um, but... I, you know, if like Christian said, if we see both of them on the field, I think it'll be very, very interesting. And, and it's pretty exciting just because, yeah, Antuna is in form. Um, mm-hmm. But I would love to see Pizarro exceed that. And, you know, if they pair up well, then why not? Okay. Yeah, very, very valid points, too. You know, obviously, you know, uh, you know, one of those youngsters that you want to see thrive and do good. good. Really, you know, like Christian said, a little bit disappointing. Um, all these three group games, you know, despite the goal that he had against against the uh, Canada, too. Um, you know, you want to see him do good, but he just, he just, he's just not there. He just seems to be out of form. And, you know, obviously Pisado comes in, sudden impact right there too. Uh, we'll move on to the third goal and probably Gadi's favorite goal for the game uh, against Martinique. And Gadi, I throw it to you first. You know, obviously you see he managed just a nice little flick. Over to Navarro, Navarro, just just get in there and just slotting in the back of the net. You know, um, what's what's going on? Like, what do you think of that goal? To my people who underestimated Navarro, <laughs> this is for you. 
Um, no, I loved it. Uh, I mean, regardless of the opponent, I feel like it was definitely something special for, for Navarro um, because he's just been so consistent over the years with Leon. And I think, you know, people have definitely underestimated him again just because of his height. But the things he does on the field is great. Obviously, it's a different format because it's, you know, La Sexto Mexicana, different teammates, you know, kind of chemistry that works around there. Um, but, I mean, I've seen it great golazos from him with Leon. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, hands down. It's like one of the Navarro goals that I've seen before. Um, so it was just very, very nice. And he was stoked. So I think that just, you know, that was just my highlight of that game, honestly. Like the free kick for, for Martinique and Navarro's goal was probably my highlight. So I was pretty stoked about that. But just proving that, you know, there we definitely have another right back. You know, I feel like obviously Chaka... Dylan at the Dallas game, he definitely stood out, you know, whether people, you know, <laughs> can see it in different ways and, you know, he has a height and, you know, I respect what he does, but I- I'm going to stick to my little goat, which is Navarro. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Christian, you know, one of those points in the game too, you know, where, you know, the, the buildup plays good and the passing is there, you know, you know, just a great goal overall, don't you think? No, 100%. And, and the way Raul, you know, just flicked it over, kind of knew what Navarro was going to do, that false nine type of player that Jimenez is. And, you know, when once he gets into that form and that player, like that false nine player, we can see the things he can do. You know, very smart play from both players. A very great goal, too, because I, I don't think it was easy for Navarro to kind of just, like, tip that in past the goalie. It, 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 looked, it looked harder than you guys think. So hats off to both players. It was a great goal. And, you know, we just hope to see more of that. I hope Navarro starts next game too because I thought he played very well this game. Definitely. I'm pretty sure Gotti's happy to hear that. Oh, yeah. Uh, High five, Christian. (laughs) High five. (laughs) You just got Christian receiving brownie points from Gotti for winning the Leon player to start. But, you know, going into, you know, really at this point, I think, you know, the game's wrapped. You know, um, obviously, you know, go – as the game finishes up, you know, that goal was the 72nd minute, you know, obviously some time to play. And then, you know, uh, Mexico concede that corner and, you know, it was just a, a cluster of a mess in the box where it looked like nobody wanted to defend it. Nobody's marking nobody. And Orozco just watching the ball as it bounces and rolls in, into the goal. And uh, Christian Atlas on T, you know, just the, it's a mess. Like, like, you know, and like, you said too it's just something that's got to be fixed you know it can be fixed but you know it's just at the end of the day it's frustrating to see so yeah poor game by 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 the center backs in salcedo and cesar montes you know i don't, I don't even know what to say that that's just that, that just can't happen yes you're playing a you know a weak opponent but you know stuff like that can still happen and, and it does you have to just defend a little bit you know you you probably don't have to mark him as hard but you know at least stay there you let them wide open and you know that's that's something I think Tata was infuriated with. You know, you saw you saw the cameras go to him, and he's like, "What the hell just happened? Like, you can't you can't let this happen anymore." And like I keep saying over and over again, you know, these defensive are gonna catch up to you. Yes, it was just Martinique for now, but you know, come Saturday, you know, what if it's one nothing and you know this happens, 84th minute, Costa Rica gets the gets the tying goal at 84th minute. Now what do you do? So you know, this is something Tata needs to. This is just fixed like right away because it's gonna it's gonna get bad and um and we we can see that this Mexican team definitely has flaws despite all of all the of all the positive that that we've seen you know this team has a serious defensive flaws and you know it's gonna catch up to them sooner or later. I think it was a really weird pair up of center backs. It's like yeah, uh, Montes. Yeah, it's that, that's I've, weird. Yeah, I've never you know, been a huge, huge fan of Salcedo. Um, and then Montes, I, I am. I think, you know, he's a Same. he's a great defender. I really, you know, like um, like how he, he's been doing with Monterrey and all. It was just a weird pair-up. And like Christian said, it was, it was a very rookie mistake. Like, Martinique set that up so well that it's like, I can't believe they scored that way against us. But they did because we just lacked defensively. It was just a very, like, rookie like scrimmage kind of scenario where it's like it was just like oh let's you know Martinique like oh let's do it like a kind of setup play and this is this this kind of how it was you know executed so yeah it was it was it was just a weirdly really weird um did you guys see I I was thinking I was laughing uh because Tom pointed out when uh Montes 
went to go like congratulate Navarrito. The height difference between. Oh them. yeah, <laughs> yes. It was I so funny. All, I think we all saw that. It was so funny. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, for real. Like I thought about it, but until I saw it on the screen, I was like, that's like, that's me. Navarrito's like my height, so I can just imagine like, hey Montes, like you know, looking up, but. That's gonna, yeah. be, that's gonna be me and Dylan when we meet. So, oh no, no worry, Navarito. But uh, <laughs> but just to t- I'm not that tall. <laughs> just to touch on that corner kick one more time, it kind of it kind of shows that we lack that kind of like, that kind of leadership. You know, you know, this is where you really miss uh, Hector Moreno and his experience, and you know, like a like a reiterate a leadership to kind of tell everyone, okay, listen, you're not marking anyone. You know, you gotta mark this guy and this. So. You know, it's. I think it's very essential to have a player like that in the in the back line, and maybe maybe that was the mistake this game. We just didn't have that kind of experience and leadership in the back. Right, right, definitely, agree, definitely agree with you there, Christian. You know, so because we all know, we all know, if Rafa Marquez was there, Ooh. yeah, that would have never <laughs> happened, never happened. Yeah. Moving forward. <laughs> Right, def- definitely, definitely, Karin. Well, you know, 90 minutes goes, you know, obviously a win for Mexico as they win the group, uh, be heading off to Houston, we knew at this point. And, you know, uh, just to take a quote away that was tweeted from Tom Marshall, um, if you want to follow him at Mexico World Cup on Twitter, um, you know, Tata said, the right way of reading the game is that the performance was good, but we showed deficiencies and distractions. And so, you know, really, you know, just just hearing that quote, you know, what do you take away from what he's saying from the game against Martinique? Uh, I'll throw this one first to you, Gotti. He's very, um, what is it, like self, you know, self critics. Like he is, he's not sure recording everything. Like I think we all saw what we saw, and the result shouldn't have been like it was. So I think moving forward, he'll definitely you know, put that on the players and probably watch video and say, like, how can this happen? Like, you know, just correct some of the the mistakes. Um, and, yeah, I think he takes it seriously. I think, you know, I think he said also, like, it's new to him. Like, he's not, he doesn't know much of, like, Copa Oro, you know, obviously with the teams compared to other teams that he's faced before and, like, Copa America and all that stuff. And But, I mean, all in all, I think he takes it seriously and he knows the type of game that it was planned to be and how his players reacted. And um, so he'll definitely take it into consideration moving forward to quarterfinals. Christian? No, yeah, I agree with Gotti. I think that was very blunt with everything he says. And, you know, that, that's a good thing. You know, it gives us, you know, reassurance that he takes his job serious and, he probably knows the mistakes. He he realizes that listen, we we really do have a, a you know a flaw in the back, and we need we need to correct that. And I like that, you know, I like that that you know he he's taking this serious. Whether you know he he thinks he feels that Mexico shouldn't be there, they should be in Copa America, regardless of the situation. He's being a, a he's being a professional, and he's treating every game with the, with the respect that it deserves. And I'm I'm glad that he realizes that you know we we have a lot of flaws. And it, it's time to fix them. Now, you know, looking, looking, you know, now that we kind of like really wrapped up the Martinique game, you know, let's look at all the games that has happened in the Tata Martino era. You know, obviously, um, Gary, you know, you were there in, in the in the press conference um, at the Arlington game, you know, while I was in the mix and waiting for the players, um, you know, but Tata said, you know, that game against Ecuador was, was his worst. Could, could this game, you know, possibly be, uh, be compared to this one, you know, from, you know, obviously given the opponent. And then, you know, like we said, you know, obviously, like we said, the the mentality probably wasn't there. They were probably, you know, over um, underestimating Martinique coming into this game. And, you know, Martinique obviously came out, gave us a battle, really, if you, when, when you look at it. So, you know, could could this be comparable to the Ecuador game when he said that was probably his the worst game under him? It's a good question. I think it just depends on the level of the rivals. Um, I think we all know uh, if we've seen Copa America, how Ecuador has been doing, and they haven't been doing as great. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Martinique. I mean, it's Concacaf. It's a different tournament. So I, I, I don't think. I think maybe they measure up, but in their own like category, as in like Martinique. You know, we underestimated them. They did pretty well. You know, Concacaf. You know, Ecuador. Obviously, we know some of the star players there. Um, obviously, it was a friendly game. You know, it's kind of like 
you know, Bolio was still kind of seeing, you know, what maybe starting 11 he was going to use for Copa America. And then we, you know, they lost. So it's two separate things just because of the level of the rival, the competition, friendly, you know, in an actual competition. But, um, I mean, I like that he, you know, he's like, yeah, we won, but, like, we didn't, you know, we, we made a mistake here, this and this and that. Like, we just got to point out the obvious, you know. We mm-hmm. can't just... Um, say pretty rainbows and flowers and unicorns because we won, but you know we have to say how it is. So tricky question. Tricky question. You know, you throw in unicorns there too, and that's my favorite animal. But Christian, you know, what are your what are your some of your some of your thoughts on my question that I uh, that I presented, with Gaddy? No, yeah, I think I think Gaddy puts it perfectly. You know, two two different uh, scenarios. You know, a friendly against Ecuador and a competition against Martinique. Um, I would say that this was probably the worst game that's under under Tata only because of the, of the opponent and um, we we shouldn't have underestimated uh, underestimated them like we did. So this is probably the worst game. And you know, just uh, on the on the Ecuador game, we we were trying out things too. You know, we we were subbing out like crazy. And one thing I want to point out, which is I think I think it's pretty interesting, that in the Ecuador game for from 35 minute and on, our center back pairing was Salcedo and Montes. And in the Martinique game, it was Salcedo and Montes for the whole match. And in both games, could be considered the worst games under Tata. So it's pretty interesting how, you know, under you know, the worst games, you have that pairing. So that's something to, to look to log up, to, to look out for. No, oh, yeah. No, definitely agree with everybody here, too. Um, um, now, now the guy mentioned it, too. You know, obviously, we have Cacaf, you have Conrayal, obviously, two different things, obviously, two different teams, two different styles of play. But, you know, it, it, the the question was still there to me a little bit because you know I thought the already coming out and that was what game game six for him I believe um game right before the Ecuador game uh whenever he came on say you know obviously his worst game under under him too and you know just just looking at this game you know obviously under the underestimation was there um you've seen it too but you know just the question was there too um is any, is anything anything y'all want to add on before we move before we move on to the next uh, to the next topic of discussion that revolves either the Canada game, the Martinique game, anything along those lines, we good. We good. We good. Awesome. Well, before we move on, I want to thank each and every one of you that's come out tonight and um, in the live chat too. Thank you for all the support. Thanks to Saka Medica Nista too uh, for allowing us to come on the channel too, uh, doing our thing too. Uh, shout out to all the all the followers on Twitter too. Um, you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, you know, thanks for everything too. And, and you know, even if you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, I always try to come out to live show too. We do appreciate the support and, you know, just um, reading the chat, and reading what you guys have to say um, along with the podcast too. But if not, then we do appreciate your support on Spotify and SoundCloud too as well. Moving on now to the knockout round, the Costa Rica preview. And guys, you know, Obviously, you kind of mentioned it too a little bit earlier. You know, a lot of people kind of upset. We didn't get Haiti. We were getting in Costa Rica now. Um, you know, you see it. You see it. What are your initial thoughts, really? Um, I mean, you kind of already said it, but let's just kind of reiterate that. You know, take a deeper dive into this Costa Rica game coming up Saturday. Uh, Christian, mm, I don't know why people are upset. To be honest, um, you know, you 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 got to play who you got to play. I mean, if 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 Haiti was the better team in that in that group, so be it. You know, I don't I don't think Costa Rica is that has shown, you know, what Costa Rica is. I think they've had a really hard dip in form. And we, we saw it. We saw it yes, I don't know if any any of you guys saw the game yesterday, but you know, they looked they look very, very uh, flustered, very lackluster. It's not the Costa Rica that we're used to seeing. So, you know, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe, maybe Haiti, maybe Haiti is the better team out of out of everyone. And maybe, you know. It's, it's all right that we don't play them now, maybe down down the line. So I'm fine with it. I think it's going to be a good match overall because we always play uh, Costa Rica well. So I'm, I'm excited for this match. Gutty? Um Costa Rica, I think Matosa has enjoyed the gamble. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I think I agree with Christian. I think uh, Costa Rica hasn't been a strong Costa Rica. Um, and it's kind of sad because I, I, I want Matosa to do great and all. But... Um, I agree 100% with what Christian said. So if, if Haiti was a better team, then, you know, we could have been going against them and how Costa Rica has been formed lately. You know, it kind of throws, throws us off a little bit. But um, 
I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be a pretty easy game. I, I'm gonna sound cocky. I should be. I mean, but <laughs> if we get, if we have her starting, like you know, if we have Nestor, you know, that's just like oh, a, a, a fresh air. Like we're gonna be good. Like I feel good. You know, I feel good. If we were to start, like you know, Alcedo again, I'm kind of like ah, uh, no. You know, so there's kind of players that you know, especially quarterfinals that they have to start. So I feel pretty good about it. Bro, Chris, you know, I'm going to kind of throw this one back to you a little bit too since um, you got to watch some of the game. I didn't get to catch some of the game. Um, but, you know, would you say, you know, just looking at some of the stats that I'm looking at right now, would you say it was a pretty, I guess, in a sense, balanced game? You know, obviously, though, when you look at it, though, um, Costa Rica did get that one goal on her own goal. Yeah. Really, but you know, what's your take overall? You know, whenever you're watching that game, uh, I only I only got to caught, uh, catch a few a few minutes of the game uh, in the second half, but I did see the goal, and I noticed that Costa Rica really does not do well against speed. And if we can abuse the speed, and in our wingers, and I think we can, because I think we have the players that are capable to do so, uh, we can get Costa Rica a lot of trouble back there. And I think that that's gonna be one of the keys to to victory on Saturday. You know. Play our game, play with speed, and you know they're gonna be flustered. You know they at moments. You know we saw Costa Rica play defensive, and Haiti was the one all over them, like on top of them. It was very, very awkward to see because you know we, we're not really used to Haiti being this offensive team and a powerhouse in Concacaf. You know, so and especially against Costa Rica. So, um, so yeah, it was it was an interesting match for sure. But I think I think Mexico will analyze this game and you know expose Costa Rica's weaknesses. Okay, now you know, Gary. I'm gonna throw this one to to you. You know, um, you know, obviously, you know, you know Matosas, obviously from his time at Leon. And so, what do you really expect expect to see from from this Costa Rica side? You know, with Matosas at at home. I think that's the question. I think he really, you know, he knows the he knows uh, juego mexicano. He knows the players. He's played against some of them um, in Liga Mexi. So. I even wanted Matosas to be coach for La Selección Mexicana, but that's just another story. Hmm. Um, so I think he knows, you know, kind of what to expect, um, but then doesn't know exactly what to expect under, under Tata. Just, you know, it's going to be a challenge for him because I, I think it's rumored that if he doesn't do well and gets eliminated, that he might be exiting uh, Costa Rica. So... That's a rumor I heard, but I'm I'm not sure totally percent if that's true or not. But I think a lot is at stake for Costa Rica. Um, so just as Mexico, if we lose, can you imagine? Can you imagine if we lose? What's that going to be like? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, but you know, we see a George Campbell that you know I've really uh, have come to admire, especially come to Leon. I was in, I was really really iffy about him, but. I think that'll be another player that um, those Mexicanos on the Selección side to really have to take in consideration his movement, kind of read him well. Um, that's where our defensive line comes into place, and we'll see what that that will do defensively because we just have to work with what we have at this point. Um, you know, I think I forgot to mention going back, but you know, let's applaud the players that are here and let's just work with them. So I think it'll be interesting how how that that'll play out on this weekend. Okay. Very interesting, you know, insightful too from Ms. Gary Torres. Uh, Christian, um, i throw this one to you first, but it comes to the fun time of the podcast now where we give our predicted lineups. And Christian, let's hear yours. Okay. So my predicted lineup for Saturday, it's going to be um, Mel Ochoa in net, uh, our defensive line should be um, Fernando Navarro, um, Nestor Araujo, Diego Reyes, and um, Jesus Gallardo. In the midfield, Etienne Alvarez, Andres Guardado, and, and Charlie. Uh, up top, we should have Pizarro, Jimenez, and Antuna. All righty, um, Gadi. I see it looks like you're writing yours down right now so you can get an idea. I know you have Diego Reyes in the lineup, right? No, sir. Um, okay. Mionce versus Costa Rica. 
I have Ochoa. I have Gallardo. Araujo. I'm going to start Moreno. Navarro. Edson. Charlie. Guardado. Antuna. Jimenez. And Pizarro. The same thing. We just switched out. The only reason why I didn't put Moreno is because I don't know if he was ready to play. I think he I think he is fit to play. Okay, so if he is fit, then I'll put Moreno. But that's the only reason why I didn't have him in because I didn't think he was ready to play. But if yeah. he wasn't, then definitely Moreno, obviously. Yeah. Um, Charlie, I love Charlie. Oh, I love Charlie. I love too. Yeah, Charlie. he's I... spectacular tournament, and um, you know he's really turning turning heads this uh this tournament. I'm very happy for him. And Edson um, Navarro, just because of of how how he played, and I, I'm just I'm just yeah. very iffy about Chaka. People can throw tomatoes at me about it. I don't <laughs> care. I, I'd rather go with Navarrito. And obviously at the top, I think we saw definitely. A display of Pizarro and Antuna on the same uh, field, so I think it, it it's going to be good. If you know what Christian was saying, how um, Costa Rica defensively does not do well against speed, so we have two young, um, you know, wingers that can be lethal. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. Dylan, what about yours? Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, I do agree with the with the with the lineup, Gadi and Christian. Except I I have this gut feeling that Jack is going to start. I really do. Even yeah. though I'd want Navarro to start, but mm-hmm. my gut's telling me Jack is getting the start. And I hope you. I hope nobody hates me for that. <laughs> I really do. But I that that gut feeling's just there. But you know, going you know going to the game, you know, we've kind of got that little insight for Gadi to what can we expect from Matosas um, in Costa Rica. But what can we expect Mexico to do, guys? Um, are we going to see kind of the same thing, you know, just kind of hold the possession, um, you know, you know, just the smart passes? Because if you think about it, I think I think if we go back to – I think it was the Canada game or the Martin game. I can't, I can't remember which one it was exactly. But, like, Memo touched the ball, like, ten times, like, like within, like, ten minutes or something like that. And so, yeah. you know, it's, it's just showing that this team is going to be very smart with their mm-hmm. passes. Uh, this team doesn't really always necessarily force anything unless they know – Know it's going to be there. So, um, you know, Gary, I thought those went to you. What can we can what can we expect from this Mexico side? I think we expect the Mexico to go all out um, and just exploit everything. Come at them, defend. Come at them um, and beaten down. Beat the defense down because we have the attacking. Um, I think, especially the amount of goals that we've been scoring, we should be scoring three mm-hmm. or more, three or more, three or more. I think it's just another opportunity for us to score again. I can see, you know, Pizarro scoring, um, maybe a Charlie, Antuna. I can see the possibilities are endless. So I think I see a very attacking Mexico, uh, especially from this past game, just kind of redeeming themselves and showing that they are the big team in CONCACAF. They have to win. They have to dominate each game um, and just do it very well with a system that I've, I've been liking. It's a, a, We know, what I like about this era is that we know what to expect from Tata. He gave us that, like, we already knew what to, ex- we know what to expect. Just a couple of players because of injuries that has been, you know, a lot of, you know, hospital, like, you know, when Real Madrid gets injured, like, oh, we have a hospital there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like injuries reoccurring and he has to work with what he has. So let's give him credit, um, but still keeping it, you know, with the same system. So, yes. Okay. Now, um, Chris, you know, changing the question a little bit to you. So, do you think you think Costa Rica will sit back, you know, trying to get us on the counter, or you think they're going to try to come at us too? That's a very good question. You know, normally, you know, you see the the Haiti game, and you you would think that Costa Rica would kind of sit back, you know, knowing that Mexico's not Haiti, Mexico's Mexico. But honestly, it just depends how how the game's being played out. You know, if if we see Mexico, you know, not not fine. And you know, not precise with their with their passing. You know, who knows? Maybe Costa Rica gets that gets that motivation to just come out a little bit and start attacking. Uh, I think Mexico has to be very smart this game. Um, I think just just stick to what you know, stick to the system, keep possession, make them you know think about what you're gonna do next, and just keep doing what you've been doing these past uh, these past few games. You know, you you're you have to be the the one to control the match. You have to be the one to set to set initiative and go forward. Like Addy said, you know, we, we're going to be presented with opportunities to score. And, you know, more often than none, if it's a clear chance, we have to take it in. Because this, I, let's reiterate, this is a knockout game. You know, you lose, that's it, you're out, you're done. There's no tomorrow. So those chances, you know, we, we're going to have to put them away. The final third uh, choice-making is going to have to be 10 times better than what it was against Martinique. 
So Mexico has to be the, the dominator in this match. And if we can do that, this should be an easy game for us. Agree. Right, definitely agree too. Yeah, I think another other goal would be important for this side too. Coming into this game, you know, if you get the other goal, then obviously that momentum's with you. And especially like kind of like Christian said, you know, just stick to the game plan. You've you've done it pretty much this whole time and the data. So why why change anything too? And I think I think that's not stupid enough to really do that either. So, you know, just just kind of going back backtracking, you know, how important can that early goal be to this side? And uh, I throw this one to you, Gary. Uh, very important. I think, uh, like Christian said, we we aren't going to be the ones sitting back. We 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 can't be the ones sitting back in all these games in, in this tournament. We have to be the ones going forward. We have to be the ones setting the tone for each game. Mm -hmm. So if we get an early goal, it's just a confidence and be like, hey, we already got a goal in. How many more can we do? That should be the question. How many more goals can we get? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Mexico shouldn't be sitting back. I don't care if it's a 1-1. We're not sitting back. Um, we're just keep moving forward. So, um, again, how many goals can we score? That's that's the real question here. It's a it's it's, it's Copa Oro. It's not Copa America. Yeah. If it was Copa America, if if I'm very confident in the team we have, then why not? We can, you know, be cocky and say, you know what, we're going against Argentina. How many goals can we score? Yeah. Just to add on to that, you know, that first goal is very important as well because it's gonna it's gonna make Costa Rica, call, you know, if they are defending back. And make them push the lines up a little bit, which opens up more spaces, which and then creates more chances for us to score. So, you know, once we get that, if we get that early goal, which that should be a number one priority to get that early goal, you know, I think this game can just be blown out of proportion and, you know, Mexico can really, really, really show uh, the, the true potential that they have. Right. Definitely, definitely agree too. So, you know, Mexico looking for that early goal. And speaking of goals, it's time for scoreline predictions, guys. Uh, Christian, so this one back to you. What are you predicting? Four nothing, Mexico. Wow, wow. <laughs> okay, just <laughs> pulling an Ivan Pineda over there. A four nil yeah. prediction for Christian. This, this, this is this is in in respect in honor of, of uh, our host our host Ivan. Four nothing for Mexico this Saturday. All right, Gadi, what you got? Um. I said a 4-0 last game and that'll work out. So I'm going to say a 3-1 Mexico. Okay. I like it. I was going to go with 3-1-2 for Mexico, obviously. So there it is. You know, we've really broken down um, what this team has to do uh, to get that win. You know, just stick to the game plan. Really is. You know, an early goal would be crucial for the side too. you know just you know the smart passes that's what this team has done they haven't really forced a lot of things um you know just just get costa rica a little desperate too and you know the things are open up and so that's what we're looking forward to is there anything else you want to add on for this costa rica preview uh the game saturday i think we're good we're good we're good if we, God, if we get scored God, on because of diego reyes <laughs> don't at me <laughs> Oh, Scotty, you know he's your favorite. No. Favorite uh, America uh, Cantonado. <laughs> you know, if he wasn't even well, America, I still wouldn't like him. So <laughs> it is what it is. Scotty just has like that double hate for him because he comes from America and then he's just Diego Reyes. <laughs> Poor him. I feel like if I see him on the street and he says hi to me, I'll wave back. But I'll be like, you have no idea how much I don't like you when you're on the field. <laughs> Whether you have it, guys, we're predicting a win and for America, um, not, not America. Oh my gosh! Oh, that my was bad. Uh, for Mexico, <laughs> for Mexico to move on to the semifinals of the Gold Cup, you can catch the game Saturday, June 29th at 8:30 Central Time, 6:30 Eastern. No, not bad. I'm no. getting my direction. Oh, yeah, Pacific wrong. time <laughs> and not at 9:30 Eastern time. So there we go. Like that's why I had that little pause. I had to think of my directions and where I'm going. <laughs> Well, um, that pretty much wraps up the show for us, guys. Uh, we want to thank you for coming out uh, and supporting in the group and in the chat too. If you haven't, thank you for those that are listening on Spotify and SoundCloud too, as well. Um, Christian, thanks for coming out. I know this is your favorite time of the week, Tuesday. Yeah, and time Gotti, you know, thank, thanks for coming out. Again. And Gotti, thanks for coming out again. I know it was kind of last minute too, but you know, just just uh, you know, make it out too. Thank you guys for having me, and whenever I can, I'll jump in. 
Yes, definitely, definitely. Thank you. Well, there you have it, guys. Um, that wraps it up, like I said, for the show. Uh, thanks again for those who are in the live chat. Thank you for those who are on um, on uh, Spotify and SoundCloud. You can follow um, us on Twitter at at uh, Rosaka America U uh, Rosaka America uh, US. And uh, Gary, tell the folks where they can follow you at too. You guys can follow me at Gary Torres uh, underscore seven on Twitter. Um, and hi everybody from the chat. Bye. <laughs> and the dogs too in the background too you can follow yeah, them sorry. as well well <laughs> no it's good it's good it's, it's it's nice to hear dogs even though i have bad luck with dogs um thanks again guys for coming out and vamos mexico <laughs>